0: hello good afternoon everyone one more come to the marketplace coming up in this edition monetary policy committee of the bank of ghana holds policy rate at 30 percent
2: rising international crude oil prices and adjustments to utility tariffs remain a risk to the outlook. Given these considerations, the committee decided to maintain the policy rate at 30%.
0: We are live at the Bank of Ghana for more details, plus an analysis for you on that. Also in this bulletin, total mobile money transactions hit a record 1.19 trillion in eight months of this year. Plus, interest rates surged for the fifth month running despite government recording 25.7% oversubscription of Treasury bill sales. We've got details of these and many others lined up for you. Please stay. Always a pleasure to have you on. I am Pius Kojo Bakal. Let's start off this way. The Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana has kept its key lending rate to commercial banks unchanged. It held it um, at 30% after meeting to review developments in the economy. Addressing the media a while ago, Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ns Addison, said the action was influenced by the fact that all the indicators are responding to past measures to control inflation.
2: In the last quarter of the year... Reserve accumulation would be further bolstered by the expected inflows from the COCO syndication loan, the second tranche of the IMF-ECF facility, and other multilateral inflows. On inflation dynamics, the continued maintenance of a tight monetary policy stance and relative exchange rate stability have contributed significantly to the disinflation Process observed in the year thus far. Headlight inflation has declined by a cumulative 14% since the peak of 54.1% recorded in December 2022. Non-food inflation has also declined sharply by close to 20%, broadly reflecting the effectiveness of monetary policy. All core inflation measures monitored by the central bank are trending downwards, indicating continued easing of underlying inflation pressures. In addition, one year ahead survey-based inflation expectations seem well anchored. While the disinflation process has resumed, which results in a gradual return towards the target band over the medium term, bearing unanticipated shocks, rising international crude oil prices and adjustments to utility tariffs remain a risk to the outlook, which would have to be managed through monetary policy vigilance. Given these considerations, the Committee decided to maintain the policy rate at 30%. The Committee further indicated that while the expectation is for continued disinflation, it stands ready to respond appropriately should inflation deviate from these broad expectations.
0: All right, so let's go live to the Bank of Ghana where my colleague George Yaffe has been attending the meeting and joins us live with more. George, good to know you are on with us here on the Marketplace. What other reasons has the Governor been uh, given for holding the rate? well
3: Kojo, i mean basically the governor's argument is that as you explained earlier on all those indicators that influence the policy rate in terms of whether it should be kept on change whether it should be increased they are trending down they even have their own models where they extrapolate in terms of outlook and all shows that these indicators are trending down and therefore the fair thing to do right now is to keep the rate on change at 30%. But he was quick to add that the central bank stands ready, and they'll be meeting in November, that when they see the other variables trending up, they will step in quickly to ensure that the gains that they've made over the past months in terms of trying to stabilize or keep inflation checked and also stabilize the currency and deal with growth concerns will be dealt firmly, pious And I'm very much
0: interested in knowing the... Um, end-of-year inflation target, we do know that we are within the bracket band of 8% plus or minus 2. What has the Governor been saying about that as well?
3: Well, Pius, that is the the medium outlook for inflation. But when you look at the end of year, the Bank of Ghana itself is looking at ending the yield and inflation rate of 29%. And the Governor argued that apart from the recent blip that we saw, going into the harvest season, uh, coupled with the recent actions that they've taken on the monetary side and also on the fiscal side, they believe that they are in line to end the year with an inflation rate of around 29%, and that is why that has even influenced
0: the decision to hold the
3: rate at 30% pious.
0: And overall, what has he also been telling you or saying basically about the performance of the economy?
3: Well, Pius, the governor argued that based on data in front of them, they they believe that the economy is indeed on track to firmly stabilize, echoing the concerns or the expression of the IMF that we are seeing signs of recovery. If you look at the fiscal data, if you look at inflation, if you look at the exchange rate, he argued that apart from January where we saw some challenges, from February to date we've seen some fair stability. If you look at the banking sector as well, Apart from the non performing loans that have seen a spike, all the other indicators, the stress tests, are all showing signs of stability. So if you look at the fiscal side, if you look at the monetary side and all the indicators, they point to the fact that the economy indeed has seen signs of recovery, the economy indeed is on that path to stability. The economy is seeing signs of stability and the outlook.
0: It's quite favorable piles. George, mm. but before you go, quickly, um, we do know that the mission team is in the country to, uh, you know, assess our performance so far. What has the governor or the Bank of Ghana been saying on that as well? So, if
3: I I got you right, in terms of what are his concerns on the first review, the the governor was indeed, and interestingly, uh, quite optimistic that Ghana will pass this first review. I mean, he even argued that after this NPC, he's actually uh, walking into a meeting at the Ministry of Finance to engage officials of the IMF that are in town. He believes that Ghana will pass the test. He argued that the first tranche should come in before the end of this year. And that first tranche coming, or the second tranche coming in, will go a long way to boost their reserves and also aid in stabilizing the economy and also what you call, some would argue, that positive investor sentiment for the economy. He also outlined some areas where the meetings would actually focus on this week. And he believed that, listen, when the meeting comes to an end, the IMF indeed will send that report to the board and the second tranche of funds would be released to Ghana before the end of this year, and that could go a long way to help stabilize the economy pious
0: Great. Thank you very much, George. You are fit for that comprehensive report there live at the Bank of Ghana. And we've got to expand on this further. Joining us via Zoom is finance lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School, Dr. Benjamin Amwa, for more. and Thank you so much, sir, for joining us on the marketplace. Uh, the policy rate has been kept unchanged. Expected, you will say.
4: Yeah, it, it is expected, because if you look at the trend, and especially what has happened between the last monetary policy release and what we are hearing now, fundamentally, many of the things are still the same. Uh. In fact, inflation had a slight inch up of 43.1. If you look at exchange rate, in particular, CD dollar, it has been relatively stable with the... Mid rate being around 11.05 Ghana CDs to $1. So if you look at all these, clearly the rate at 30 is a fair reflection of what we are experiencing on our money market.
0: I guess you would side with the uh, central bank saying that it believes its earlier action taken were responding to past measures to control inflation. Do you agree?
4: You know, if the central bank comes in for blame when things are not going right, then definitely if we see a reversal in the trend, one must be fair enough to give them the, the commendation they deserve for reversing the rate and to making sure that the rate is on a downward trend that makes credit affordable. The governor mentioned inflation. He went on to mention expected inflows from IMF. He also went on to talk about the expected cocoa syndication loan and how that will push the system into the last quarter so clearly this, together with other initial interventions that the central bank together with the ministry of finance have put in place is what we can say for now is contributing to the rates that we are seeing and so it is good for us the overall outlook is positive in the sense that if the current trends will continue, then one will be expecting a decline in rates going forward. But then the governor was very quick to caution us that there are two main things that may reverse their expectation of a downward trend. Crude oil prices, one, and then utility prices. These two, if it does not favor the central bank or let's say the economy, then we are going to see an increase in rates. But from the expectation, they are very positive that the rate will continue to, to decline.
0: Mm. And I'm very much interested in the rates because um, I want to understand what this would mean for businesses and really what advice would you give to them to stay afloat even in these uncertain times we find ourselves in?
4: But now, if you look at the rates and the posture of the rates, the rates are relatively stable, July and September 30 So in terms of contracting loans, It is not going to be that different from what it was when the July presser came out from the Monetary Policy Committee. What we need to understand here is that what is going to trigger changes in rates will now be on the risk premium of each borrower that goes to financial institutions to borrow. Mm. In other words, fundamentally, the signaling rate is the same. 30% July, 30% September. So the difference will not be on, like I said earlier, on how risky the borrower is and what the borrower wants to use the money for. But if you look at the big outlook, what we need to be worried about is how much will it cost those who source for funds from the savings and loans and the microfinance subsector of our financial services industry. For the banks, we all know that many of the banks who prefer not to do business with certain clientele groups. So a large pool of the informal sector will now have to fall on the savings and loans and the microfinance. Trust me, monetary policy rate of 30% will not trickle down well with those who source of funds for savings and loans and microfinance. It is going to be very expensive for these individuals to contract for the savings and loans and the microfinance. So what we are saying here is that the rates look relatively stable for corporate borrowers and for high street bankers. But for a greater proportion of the informal sector, mm. cost of credit is still high. And they are also going to pass on this cost of credit to retail customers and clients like us who buy from them in the informal sector. So the point is that
0: rates are still high. Indeed. Um, Quickly, in a minute, if you can do that for me, Dr. Amwa, we do know that the team is in the country to review our performance so far in relation to the um, first branch that was dispersed to us earlier in May. Um, What are you looking out for?
4: We are looking out for, you know, a positive feedback because the government has been overworking itself to make sure that there's a justification for the IMF that the gains that as a country, as economy, we expect from the IMF, we will get. We have already chalked the first success. We are expecting a review, And I believe strongly that looking at what we have done and the commitment from Bank of Ghana, looking at how massively Bank of Ghana had to absorb losses for the economy, that's 60 or so billion over losses. It's simply the sacrifice that the central bank had to make for us to get to this far. I believe strongly that when the, now that the team is in, when they finish with their assessment of the economy, we are definitely going to pass the next test. that we'll get the tranche that has been promised based on how successful we are in the next review.
0: Doctor Benjamin Amua, we are indeed grateful for your time this afternoon on the marketplace sharing your perspective with us on the back of the hold in the policy rate there. Now let's stay a while longer within the space and total mobile money transactions in the first eight months hit a record 1.19 million trillion cities. Well, this is according to the.
3: Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder,
5: la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva RAM 1500, hecha para vivir. RAM es una marca registrada
3: de FCA USLC. September
0: 2023, summary of economic and financial data from the Bank of Ghana. More in this report.
6: As compared with 655.97 billion Cedis recorded during the same period in 2022, According to the figures from the central bank, the month of July 2023 recorded the biggest mobile money transaction of 169.6 billion cities. From the figures, month-on-month mobile money transactions have been exceeding 130 billion cities. This presupposes that governments should be able to meet the electronic transfer levy target for this year. On January 11 this year, government reduced the rate on electronic transactions from 1.5% to 1%. Despite the growth in mobile money transactions, revenue has been well below the government expectations. Meanwhile, total value of mobile money interoperability for the first six months was estimated at 22.795 billion cities.
0: To one of our headline stories, an interest rate surged for the fifth month running despite government recording 25.7% oversubscription of treasury bill sale. Now, according to data from the Bank of Ghana, total bids tendered for the short-term securities were estimated
5: at about 3.25 billion cities. Here's a report the government however accepted about 3.09 billion cities of the total bids. according to the figures from the central bank 2.143 billion cities of the bids came from the 91 day bill but the government accepted 2.114 billion cities for the 182-day bill, the bids tender were estimated at 674.64 million cities. However, the government accepted about 548.72 million cities. All of the 433.28 million cities offered for the 364-day bill were accepted by the government. Meanwhile, interest rates on the 364-day bill up by 0.33% to 32.50%. The 91-day bill also went up to 28.50% from the 28.12% the previous week. That of the 182-day bill also reached 30.67% from 29.93% previously.
0: So watch the marketplace. Now, the Faculty of Accounting and Finance at the University of Professional Studies here in Accra is set to hold this year's edition of A Night with CEOs. The event, which is on the theme, A Night with CEOs Bridging the Gap Between Academia and Industry, is designed to inspire, educate, and bridge the gap that separates academia and industry. Now, the event will afford you the opportunity to connect with the minds that drive industry change while nurturing the future generation of professionals Joining us in studio to talk about this event is Professor Isaac Buidi, Dean of Accounting and Finance at UPSA, to tell us more about a night with CEOs. Thanks so much, sir, for joining us on the Marketplace. First off, tell me about this night um, with CEOs. Yeah, thank you very much, Paios, and good afternoon to your listeners. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, 29th of this September is an important um, occasion for the faculty by the extension the University of Professional Studies. Um, we are to organize a night with CEOs and business leaders. Uh, over the years, we've had issues uh, in terms of um, uh, employment. Mm-hmm. Uh, academia, we are complaining that uh, we don't have enough um, um, resource person out there. And this night is just to... Um, uh, Meet together, uh, two ways are to meet, uh, academia and then the industry, uh, ideas to inspire uh, innovation um,
0: and then growth mm. and we share knowledge. That's
1: what the Knights
0: will we'll, we'll seek to do. Great. Yeah. And I'm very much interested in knowing the importance of this um, event. Tell me about the importance. Why is it so relevant for us to have it?
1: Yes, as part of our strategic uh, plan for the faculty, we are to uh, foster a really strong relationship with the industry and not only foster that relationship, but also to share knowledge. Uh, over the years, we've had um, uh, companies out there employing people, uh, giving them different trainings. It means that the people that we churn out there uh, we seem to have a question mark. Mm. Therefore, we are gathering all the CEOs and business leaders uh, to meet on that platform. First of all, is to foster relationship uh, and so to celebrate uh, excellence and to share knowledge. We have a panel discussions that will throw more lights on what we are supposed to do as faculty and what the industry players are
0: also supposed to do on that day. Great. Um, let's talk about the theme for the event, bridging the gap between industry and academia what went to do that
1: yes um we sat as a team to see what industry they need and what we also need is a mutual kind of benefits what we are supposed to present to uh, industry out there and what they're also supposed to do for us as um, academia mm. to be able to produce these um, graduates for them and that's what we're going to do on that night
0: and what's the role of UPSA in all of these? While
1: well, we are organizing this program, um, first of all, we will um, award uh, our cher- CEOs and business leaders. Okay. We we'll have a panel discussion that will discuss issues bordering the, the two, and then uh, we share knowledge we have a keynote addresses by some of these key CEOs mm-hmm. that night. so basically, these are the things that we are going to do. It's a very important night for the university and the faculty as well. Um,
0: on that day. All right, so tell me about the speakers and who can attend. Uh,
1: uh, strictly by invitation. Okay. And uh, we have about 22 CEOs who are coming mm. um, and we have invited individuals as well. Um, I don't know if you permit me to mention some of the companies and institutions that are coming, mm. key ones in the country, and on that night, the, they will be awarded for their good works
0: uh, in various thresholds that we use to select. The CEOs, that's what we're going to do. Great. So tell me something about the expected outcome. At the end of the day, what should be the take-home message? Are we likely to see the gap closed between academia and industry? Uh, Three
1: things. Mm. We are to inspire, one, innovation. Two,
0: collaboration and growth for the economy and the world at large. I would like you to uh, retrate the dates for me once again.
1: On the 29th of uh, September. Where um,
0: is it happening? At the EPSA lobby. and It's
1: starting at 4 um, p.m. That will be the red carpet treatment. And then at 5 o'clock, the program
0: kickstarts. Great. Uh, We are indeed grateful for your time here with us. Professor Isaac Boudi, Dean of Accounting and Finance at the UPSA, sharing his perspective with us in relation to the big event happening on the 29th of September. Do make a date with us and, of course, uh, follow. And if you like, you can join. But mind you, it's strictly by invitation. Well, any social media? Can they tap into the social media? Um, Yes, we'll provide a link. Okay. And um, we also will have support from the multimedia
1: because on that night there will also be awarded Okay. So I know they'll be around. and other, We also want to thank our sponsors, um, those who have been able to make these programs successful. I don't have the time to mention all their names, but yeah. the new course will do that.
0: Certainly. Day, right. Certainly. We are grateful, sir, for your yeah. time. Now, let's touch on the story before we wrap up. As part of deepening partnership within the electronics industry, Electroland Ghana Limited has gone into partnership with TCL to be a sole distributor of TCL products across the country, according to the Managing Director for Electroland Ghana Limited. um, The agreement will foster a fruitful relationship for both parties. The world has been speaking to Joy Business at a grand opening
5: of some TCL sales outlets. The partnership, according to Electroland, is part of the campaign's efforts better products and services to meet their needs. no Saklawi said the company will continue to provide quality services.
7: The partnership between TCL and Electroland was based on distribution agreement. Uh, previously, TCL was run and sold only in TCL shops. However, uh, after our partnership, TCL is going to be available in all the channels. Uh, henceforward, all the promotions will be run in EGL shops and in the channel, including hypermarket channels where uh, 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 Melcom, Compu Ghana, Palace and much more is joining and in the traditional channel. So it's basically it's going to be in Electroland shops and authorized resellers.
5: Country manager for TCL Ghana, Stan Wu, said the company will expand its investment.
7: Uh, We are not new in this market. We have been in Ghana markets over 10 years ago. And uh, we know Ga- we know we know Electroland Ghana Limited a long time ago and uh, we already started cooperation with Electroland Ghana Limited uh, about every uh, I markets. Uh, last year our headquarters, our headquartered management team came to visit Ghana markets and see how Electroland government limited achievements. Uh, of course, uh, EGL have a very strong sales channel network in Ghana markets. They come here, this market, uh, um, almost 20 years. <laughs>
0: And that's it for the marketplace here with me, Pios Kojo Bakar. Do guest stories on myjoyonline.com forward slash business. We've got great stories on that portal for you. Our top story there, nearly 2.4 million Ghanaians could be suffering mental illnesses. That's according to the World Health Organization. And you can visit that portal for all the business stories you need to read here in Ghana and beyond. Do enjoy the rest of our programs. Bye. From farm to plate, do you really know what you're eating? Any glitch in the circuit of the food chain can change the price and size of what you eat. Technology has totally changed the face of farming, but how is Ghana plugging in? Join Emma Davis and Prince Apia on the food chain as they project startups in the agri- sector, highlights the gains and plight of industry players, while engaging the experts for more insights in agri-related issues. Food Chain, everything agriculture and more, airs during the Joy Business Report every Thursday at 1pm on Joy FM and every Saturday at 6pm on the Joy News channel with a repeat on Tuesdays at 2.30pm.